If you've experienced a DNA surprise, you know that your emotions can range from shock to denial to grief to anger to confusion to joy and around again. And sometimes it's hard to find people who understand this unique experience. Sometimes we feel a little stuck as we navigate this journey. That's why we created the DNA Surprise Retreat. At the DNA Surprise Retreat, you'll enjoy six expert-led sessions to help you process your DNA surprise. You'll eat delicious catered meals, and most importantly, you'll build beautiful friendships with people who understand you, all in a stunning private ranch facility in the Arizona desert. If you've had shocking DNA test results, know that you're not alone. This retreat is for you. Join us September 19th through the 22nd, 2024 in Phoenix, Arizona. Registration is open now. Reserve your space at dnasurpriseretreat.com. I'll see you there. One of my earliest memories, actually my very earliest memory, is her, who I thought was my sister, coming over to give me a bath when I was like three years old and me being really excited. It's one of my most, it's, it's incredibly vivid memory. And maybe I wasn't even three yet. Mm. Me running when she got over. And it was always kind of interesting to me, like, why, why was I so excited about my sister coming? I guess I really had a great relationship with my sister when I was two, three years old. So that was interesting. That was kind of a hint. Imagine spitting into a tube, sending off your DNA, and unknowingly turning your life upside down. For me and thousands of others, this is our reality. I'm your host, Alexis Auerselt. In July of 2021, I discovered that I am an NPE, someone who has experienced a non-paternal event. In other words, my biological father isn't who I thought he was. This podcast shares the journeys of people who were shocked by a DNA discovery, mostly through modern DNA testing. We're telling the stories of NPEs, adoptees, and donor-conceived people and their families. This is DNA Surprises. In many cultures, interfamily adoption is commonplace. Sometimes children grow up knowing they were adopted by a grandparent, aunt, uncle, or other extended family member. For people like Mark, however, this information comes as a surprise. In this week's episode, Mark shares how he discovered that his mother is actually his grandmother, and his sister is actually his mother. While he doesn't describe his surprise as traumatic, he discusses how it felt to learn that many of his family members kept this secret. He also shares how he's connecting to his newfound Italian heritage. Thank you for sharing your story, Mark. Uh, Mark, I am 67. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. So I was raised by the woman who I thought was my mother, and the, uh, who was Jewish, she, uh, of Russian descent. Most of her siblings were born in Russia, but she was born here. 
my father, who I thought was my father, was born in, in Nova Scotia and Scottish. So I always considered myself to be culturally half Jewish, half Scottish. Religiously, weren't really raised. Followed, they were mixed marriage. My mother married out of her religion and got disowned for a while, at least until she had her first baby. Then she got re-owned. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, one older brother and two older sisters, so I thought, who were much older than me. And uh, I barely remember living in the same house with them. Actually, I don't. How was your How was your childhood? Would you say it was a pretty normal childhood? Did you ever suspect anything was different? I never suspected anything like this. So, you know, the story was that, and of course, in retrospect, it's even more, it's so unusual that it wasn't true. But the story was that my mother had two children, two girls when she was in her 20s. And then in her 40s, she had my brother. And then 15 months later, she had me. So unusual mm -hmm. story, which I used to tell everybody, you know, there's all these years between us. And uh, but otherwise, I never, I never suspected anything. Mm. You grew up with this family, you never really suspected anything. How did your DNA surprise come to light? So the first hint was, uh, and we had these, we had the tests and it was like, we got them like last year and they were sitting on the shelf for a year before we took so the ancestry test. My grandson, not my daughter, but so we got, I have two daughters. My grandson was the first one to do a test. And so my wife was born in Croatia, but a part of Croatia that's close to Northern Italy, they spoke Italian when she was born there. She speaks Italian and considered herself to be at least somewhat Italian, you know, mm -hmm. uh, based on where she was from. So my grandson did the test and it turns out he was like eight or 9% Italian, which is quite a bit. Uh, and when my daughter drilled into it, she realized it came from my side of the family. So that was the first hint. So there's Italian coming from my side of the family. I still didn't like take it that seriously. I said, okay, there's some Italian mixed in. Although right. when you look at the numbers, 8% from a grandchild is quite a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So, or, or maybe 9%. So, so I still didn't think anything too much about it, but then that sat down and did my own test. Yeah. To have eight or 9% in a grandchild would mean a pretty significant amount for the grandparent, correct? Right. So then you take your own test and what do you learn? I take my test. Yeah. And I get back 41% and only, uh, only like 22% Ashkenazi Jew, which is surprisingly low, but still, I, I'm still not thinking that one of my parents might be Italian. I start thinking maybe one of my grandparents are right. Mm. The numbers don't really make sense. So I 41%. Then later on, I did a 23 and me. I ordered that because I thought maybe this was wrong. Right. Yeah. But 23 and me came back, I think at 48%. Uh, but I did that after I, after I knew what was going on. So I, so I started thinking maybe it's one of my grandparents. So my great grandfather, who I thought was my grandfather, uh, was from operated a lighthouse in Scotland and was gone like, I'm not in Scotland, in Nova Scotia, and was gone and was gone like eight months a year from the family while the kids were in school. I thought, who knows, maybe while, while he was away, maybe grandma, although I heard she was pretty stiff, great, who I thought was my grandma. Mm -hmm. My great grandma, I heard she was pretty stiff. Maybe something happened there. On, on Ancestry, I see a lot of Italian names, right? I don't see a lot of Italian names. And Ginny contacts me and turns out she's my aunt. She knew from the beginning that I was her brother's son, 
one of her brother's son that they never knew what happened to, uh-huh. but she didn't want to break it to me. Okay. She'd be an interesting one to talk to too. Mm-hmm. Um, she's cause I've had a couple of video calls with her. She's, she's 85. She's in great shape. Uh, and she's given me a lot of background anyway. So she knew right away, but I still, she even said some things in our text that if I would have paid attention, I would have realized what was going on or that, or that she knew who I was. Mm-hmm. So the realization really struck the day before Thanksgiving, I'm driving to the airport to pick up my daughter who's flying in for the holiday. I call up my niece, Karen, or we'll call her my niece cousin, because I later discovered she's my cousin, and say, I saw your, I saw we're connected on Ancestry, that you did Ancestry. I have Italian. I guess you have Italian. She says, no, I don't have Italian. Hmm. So now I'm driving up and I'm saying, wait a second, if she's my sister's daughter, she should have the same background as me. She should be Italian. Yeah. Uh, I call up my wife and we start talking about it. And I think, you know, maybe one of my sisters is my mother. This is while I'm still driving. Maybe that's it. Then I get to the airport, pick up my daughter, Michelle. We're driving back. I tell her about it. And then I call up my niece, cousin, Karen, and say to her, you know, the only thing that makes sense to me, Karen, is that either your mother or Barbara, who was my mother, my sister mother, mm-hmm. my actual mother, is my mother. And she pauses for a second. This is while I'm driving on the highway, right? Mm-hmm. And she says, Mark, I know the truth. I said, what? She goes, I know the truth. I said, well, tell me now. My daughter goes, maybe you should pull over. I said, no, I don't have to pull over. Just <laughs> tell me right now. She goes, well, you're right. Barbara was your mother. She married Tony when she was very young. I hear she was either 14 or 15 when she got married. I learned they had to run away to Maryland to get married because you were able to get married in Maryland at that time if you were that young. I learned that later. She married this Tony. And after a couple of years, they broke up. And she didn't know too many details about that. She just knew. She knew what happened. She was sworn to secrecy uh, and never told me, although I wish she had because I could have connected with my family members sooner. Yeah. How how did you put that together? Were you able to figure out, okay, I am related to this family because you shared some genetic matches? Exactly. So I knew I was related to my father because I saw some, I knew I was related to, to, to my mother's, who I thought was my mother, because I saw some, I, I saw some matches from that side. So I knew I was related. And yet there was Italian that my, niece slash cousin shouldn't have. So the only thing that seemed pot and they were old enough mm-hmm. that they could have been my mother. Uh, so, so there was enough of an age gap and it was the only thing that made sense. How did you feel when you got that confirmation? So, uh, well, so my, my initial feeling was I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I wasn't, so I, it's not like I, you know, I was raised by my actual grandparents. So it was blood relatives mm-hmm. right so i wasn't i was i guess you know traded or you know so <laughs> yeah so they kind of they, adopted you but you were raised they adopted me I, I learned later they didn't actually adopt me until i was 11 um mm. and then i got i i then got my original copy of my birth certificate uh which will let you which you're able to do if you're adopted in new york you can request it and learn that i was actually not born mark or Mark, which was my father, my father's name, but it was uh, Anthony Mark the Third. 
Mm. So, so I'm actually, you know, an Anthony or a Tony. So that was surprising. I didn't expect that. I thought it was always going to be a Mark. I think they called me Mark because my aunt knew I was a Mark because it was the same first name as uh, as my dad, who everybody who never remarried and never had any more children, but had eight brothers and sisters. I think eight, eight or nine brothers and sisters, and everyone just called him uh, Uncle Junior because his father was also an Anthony. So I guess I would have been a junior, junior or something like that. So I wasn't upset. I was upset that I didn't know, right? Because I, at this point, I, I hadn't spoken to anyone. I, it was still possible that my father was alive. He didn't. He died actually fairly young. He died, I think, in 96. So mm. when, uh, I guess he would have been 88 now or something like that if he was still alive. So it was possible he was alive. It was possibly he was alive when I could have known, right? After my mother passed away and there was no reason really for me not to know anymore, except maybe I'd find it emotionally upsetting. So that was, and you know, that was upset. It's upsetting that I never had really the opportunity to know him. And then when I spoke to my aunt, I learned that he used to come and watch us play, like in a playground or something like that. Mm. But he wasn't. I, but I guess he wasn't allowed to contact us because I'm, I'm not. That's what that's what I heard from my aunt. But that he is, he obviously was, and he never had any other kids. So that makes me feel bad that he that I couldn't meet him. And now, and then it's just so strange, of course, everybody, I've done video calls with a couple of my new cousins and my aunts, and everyone says, look very much like him. And I've gotten some old, I have some pictures of him as well. You know, not terribly upsetting, but just, I mean, something that just in shock ways through the whole family, yeah. you know, just through the whole family, through my kids, through my grandkids, uh, through my daughters. Uh, you know, my daughter said, you know, when she went to school, she wished she would have known was Italian because Italians were a lot more popular. So. <laughs> <laughs> what was your relationship like with your biological mother, your your sister mother, as you call her? She didn't act like a mother to us as we were growing up. Uh, she didn't. So uh, I became closer with her when I got older. Uh, and then, you know, we were in, living in the East Coast and moved to California. And I've, uh, she seemed like one of the most upset ones. So I became closer with her from the time I was like 17 on, I would say. But as an infant, I mean, as a child growing up, not so much. On the other hand, interestingly enough, um, her husband, who she, when she remarried, my brother-in-law slash stepfather, yes. he treated us very much like a stepfather. I remember him taking us to the movies. He would babysit. My, my sister mother was traveling a lot because she was trying to make it as a singer. She was very, very talented. So he used to actually do things for us and kind of babysit for us sometimes. I remember that more than her doing it. Mm. Uh, I do babysit when I was younger. Sometimes I have a couple of memories of it, but never her being motherly towards us, um, me and my brother, Mitch. So there's two of us, right? So your older brother was also her child? Yes. So she ran away and got married at 14 or 15 mm -hmm. uh, is what I hear. I think, um, and went to Maryland where they were able to get married, came back and lived with my actual father's family for a while until they got a place to live. And I'm not sure if I was still, when I was born, whether she was still living with her family or not, but my aunt, who's about the same age right now, who I've had several video calls with, was the same age as my sister mother, right? Uh, so she remembers it happening. She remembers that even though 
Barbara, my sister mother, was very young. She was very mature for her age. She said, well, she felt she was still like a little girl, hadn't, you know, mm-hmm. hadn't gone through puberty yet. But here was Barbara, who was like a woman already at that age. So the, it's strange. I don't actually know if she was pregnant when she got married. If she actually got married at 14, uh, she wouldn't have been because my I think my brother was born when she was 18 and I was born because I got the birth certificate. I was born when she was 17. I was probably about two years old when they broke up and they gave her, they gave my brother and me, my, my grandparents actually became foster parents because I got the paperwork on that and then adopted us when we're, and I went through a legal name change when I was about 11. So your brother didn't remember either. He's 15 months older than me. So he doesn't remember anything. He has no memory of it. I have no memory of it. There are some things that make sense. There aren't really a lot of, there aren't really any baby pictures of me. So that, that kind of explains it because it would have been you know, somehow maybe they got lost. And uh, yeah, so he has he has no memory of it at all. I have no memory of it. And you mentioned that um, your father has passed and your mother has passed. That's correct. So my they they both died fairly young. Uh, I th- my father passed, in, I think, in 96. So he would have been in I forget what year he was born in, but like his early 60s. Um, or maybe early to mid sixties, he unfortunately died of uh, brain cancer. Mm. And my sister mother had a stroke, uh, when like in 2003. So she was also fairly young when she died, like 67. So they, so they both passed away fairly young. Do you have any questions for them that you would ask if you could? Of questions for, (laughs) (laughs) questions for a lot of people, but, uh, you know, I guess the question, I, the other thing I heard is that they almost got back together. So after they broke up, he went, he joined the Air Force. And I, apparently, this is what I learned from my aunt, uh, that if, if he could get out, she would get, she would take him back. So I always wondered what would have happened if she did take him back. Cause he tried to get out and he kind of borrowed a car. Mm. And, uh, the car he borrowed actually belonged to a general or something <laughs> like that. So it was, didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I guess there's still a lot of mystery here because I don't know really how long I live with them uh, and how long my brother lived with them. Uh, I don't know if I was baptized. I'm going to try and find that out from the church. Uh, my my in-laws who have passed away, but having learned now that I was born Catholic, they're they're smiling somewhere because my wife is Catholic. So, <laughs> <laughs> And my, oh, my wife turned out who thought she was Italian uh, turned out to be like 12% Italian. So I'm like way more Italian than her. Oh, that's so funny. Is- that's so funny. Did your niece give you any insight into your niece cousin? <laughs> did right. did she give it, you any neat insight into why they kept it a secret from you from when you went into your grandparents' care? No, I don't think she really knew. Um, I think that's a lot of people kept it a secret. When, when my sister mother passed away at her funeral my stepfather slash my brother-in-law's stepfather's brother he came over to me and said and and was and kept repeating so she was your sister right i said yeah yeah and he kept repeating that she was your sister yeah she was my sister you're like yeah (laughs) you know that you've known me since i was a kid yeah Yeah. Yeah. and and i realized why was he doing because he knew everybody knew right um Everybody must have known. All the aunts and uncles must have known. Everybody knew. Everybody kept the secret. I assume it became a, tr- in a way, it became a truth after a while. That and I was quite, you know, I think about my 
parents slash grandparents, it's a big deal. You know, they've had no kids in the house for 20 years to take not one, but two little boys in the house at their age in their mid forties. That's an amazing thing that they did because who knows, we might've been put up for adoption and raised by people who are not blood relatives, you know, mm-hmm. would have been. So that's an amazing thing they did. Did your sister mother go on to have additional children? Yes. So she had Chris, who I thought was my nephew. Um, he's uh, six years younger than me. So Chris is now my half brother. So that day I fa- that day we figured it out. I get home and I'm calling everybody to tell them, I'm calling my brother. I call Chris, who I, again, always thought was my nephew. Uh, and a few days earlier, I had told him that I had Italian in my background. So he figured he had some Italian. And for a few days, he was walking around with a little bit of Italian in him. He's His wife is Italian. So she was probably pretty happy that she, there was this surprise. And I said, I got a bigger surprise for you. And he said, you know, should I sit down? I said, yeah, yeah I think you should sit down. Mm-hmm. And I, he said, what? I said, you're my brother. He goes, no, stop. What, do you, what is it? I said, no, that's it. You're my brother. What, what he remembered was his mother... My mother, our mother, mm-hmm. uh, had told him that she had a big secret, but she would only tell him on her deathbed. And this was obviously the big secret. Actually, on his birth certificate, it said that she had had one previous child. So not not two, but one. Mm. Um, so it was a mistake, actually. There were two. And he was kind of, he had told me about this at one point. And I thought, well, maybe there was another baby, some lot of secrets in this family. So that wouldn't have surprised me. I just never for a minute thought that that baby was me or my brother, Mitch. So he did have a little bit of a hint. You know, my grandmother, mother, my, (laughs) my, no, my, my mother, grandmother, and my father, grandfather never really gave a hint. And talking about even when they were old and not quite with it anymore, when you think maybe it would have come out, it did not come out. Hmm. Do you have any, I mean, you were raised by them. Do you have any speculation about why they chose to keep it a secret? Uh, I mean, I assume it starts with my mother, my birth mother. I assume she wanted to keep it a secret. She didn't want her children to know that she gave them up because she was, uh, you know, I'm sure there's some shame in that. There was a, you know, a divorce. She was so young when she got married, 14 or 15. She had us when she was a teenager, uh, and also she didn't really treat us like a mother too. Yeah. So uh, I assume that she didn't want to. It turned out my other sister slash aunt also had a baby uh, a couple of years after we were born that when she first got married, didn't have any money, which she put up for adoption. And I was actually the first one to learn about that from my mother, grandmother. So basically Karen, who had this secret about me, my niece cousin, I had a secret about her. I knew she had a sister that she didn't know about. And I and I actually, many years later, Karen found out about it. After her father passed away, she came across some paperwork that gave it away and confronted her mother. Mother said, yes, you had a sister. Um, I had known about I had known about it too. I actually was the first one to contact her. I met her and I brought a meeting together where she met her sister and uh and her mother my sister aunt uh and apparently my sister aunt had tried to get my grandmother mother my mother grandmother Mm -hmm. 
No, wait, I'm confusing myself. My grandmother who raised, my mother who raised yes. me tried to get her to take this baby as well. She was already raising two babies that weren't her own. And apparently she was even considering it, but she didn't. It was too much. I yeah. mean, she was in her mid forties and already had my brother and me who are a lot for someone in their mid forties. So. <laughs> sure. So that's so interesting. So she had a secret about you that she kept and you had a secret about her. How did she receive the fact that you had known this about her all that time? Yeah, that was interesting. So she was okay with it. Obviously, she should be. She's keeping one about <laughs> me. Um, and uh, and I, but I basically said I couldn't. This was your mother's child. I couldn't tell you that your mother had another child. So she was still alive. She was still around. It was. I felt like I shouldn't be the one. I said I shouldn't be the one to break this to you. And. At the same time, so at this time, her mother was, you know, still around. Get myself confused now with the relationships. My sister and aunt, mm -hmm. right, was still around. Uh, the, and she's the one who made her promise not to tell me, you know, who my real parents were or that, that Barbara was my real parent and that Tony somewhere was my father. So I could still see her hesitancy at that point at telling, at telling me. But th since then, my, uh, Sister Anne has passed away. So I don't know, I guess about six years ago. So mm. could have come out, but I guess it just became this tough thing to do. So I understand it. I'd love, I would have liked to have known, but I'm sure it was this heavy secret that was hard to like enunciate. Yeah. Yeah. So how has your relationship changed, if at all, with your raised family members who now have these sort of different connections to you than you thought well let's see so there's of course karen right mm -hmm. uh who and you know she said you know she always called me uncle mark she said to me you're still my uncle so <laughs> so it has, hasn't really changed yeah. um my now chris is actually my half brother and you know i haven't seen him in a long time but we've been we communicate a lot and uh so we've so definitely been sharing a lot of stories uh about that my my brother has been, he was a little more blasé about it than me, who kind of like, wow, this is an amazing story. He's like, oh, I'm still me. It doesn't change me. So mm -hmm. that was kind of his reaction. And I'm trying to get him to do his uh, DNA test. I hope he does it. I don't know. Maybe there'll be another surprise. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, most of the people, you know, most of the, everyone who knew is is gone, mm -hmm. right? Uh but the people with the family members within my circle are all obsessed with this. My wife, I got I can't make her get her to stop calling me Tony. So <laughs> oh, I finally got her to stop calling me Tony. So now she's calling me Antonio. So oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. So uh and uh, she yeah, yes. Uh my daughter, of course, is is real I have two daughters, they're both obsessed with it, of course. Um, I know my, uh, one of my granddaughters tried to communicate it with to her, one of her friends that she had to grow, grow out a flow chart to try and, so she drew a flow chart out to try and explain it to her friend, my son-in-law. So my daughter, Chrissy's son-in-law is, uh, he's, he's a mix himself. He's half Chinese and half like Irish and German. And he did a test and actually was hoping to find some drama in his, in his DNA, but didn't. So, so I think, but he's very, I mean everybody's into it my brother-in-law on my wife's side everyone is really fascinated by this by this story and uh and it's i mean 
it's it's something, you know. It is. Speaking of that and, and the fact that your wife now calls you Tony or Antonio, <laughs> have you found ways to connect to your Italian family, your Italian heritage after this? Well, so yeah. So, uh, well, for Christmas, we had a big Italian Christmas. We only made Italian foods. I've had two video calls with uh, my aunt, Jenny. So there were, again, I can't remember, eight or nine siblings. Uh, I've learned about my grandmother and who was born in Italy and my grandfather who was born on the boat coming over from it from from Italy actually he was born on the boat and I've learned a lot about them I've had uh, great conversations with my aunt there's only two only two siblings of the of uh, are still alive I've spoken to two of my cousins my cousin Mary Jane and my cousin Gina I've gotten some pictures of of my of my dad. I've asked a lot of questions about him and trying to learn about as much as as much as I can. I'm trying to find more pictures, trying to find out if there's actually any pictures of me. Um, my one of my cousins is trying to see there's some baby pictures, so I sent her some young pictures of me of the and she's going to try and figure out if any of them are me. So I've connected with the family. Uh, I live in Massachusetts now. Uh, I'd like to meet my aunt Jenny. She's 85 and seems like she spend some of her time in California, some of her time in Las Vegas, and some of her time in North Carolina going from where she has her kids. So I'd like to see her. I've got um I have the cousin Mary Jane who I've spoken to is Long is Long Island and, and actually that's where my uh niece cousin lives. So uh I'm gonna try and visit her and meet her. So uh the people I've family members I've spoke to have been very welcoming. Some knew about me, some didn't obviously um my aunt Jenny did because she saw us when we were babies, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, I've, I've connected. I want to, I'm going to meet, I definitely want to meet some of my cousins and, uh, trying to make this seem more real. Cause sometimes it still doesn't, I mean, it's real, but it's just one of my closest friends. Uh, yeah, it turns out we were, you know, he's Italian uh, and he's very happy of course, <laughs> but it turns out his father and my grandmother were born in, uh, in the same in the same town in in Italy, so that's they might even who knows. He said maybe he sold her fish because he sold fish. So, <laughs> and and my father, my my father, my my blood father, Tony, he drove a cab in uh, New York for many years before he passed away. And uh, who knows, maybe I was in a car with him someplace. A lot of people that I talked to on the podcast, their DNA surprises were very traumatic for them. Um, it was something that they didn't expect it was you know they feel lied to betrayed i'm not getting a, that sense from you but I'm, I'm curious did you find it traumatic at all or what how do you define the experience um, and maybe it's because i'm older maybe if i was younger um and the people who told me the story you know or were still around i would have looked at my sister mother and say how come you weren't a mother to me but they're long gone yeah. right so you know, these, um, I'm older, they're long gone. I know, um, you know Jack Nicholson, the, sa the same thing happened to him. Mm -hmm. and, and But he was younger when he learned. It was, I, th I think it was right after he made, uh, I forget that, that uh, I forget the name of the movie, the big movie was in, in the 70s. And he was really upset, he said, when he found out. And, it was and also amazed that so many people had kept a secret from him. And that's the same thing that's amazing to me, that so many people kept a secret. And I'm thinking, thinking back, you know, are there hints? Yeah. So my mother, grandmother, um, she, every now and then she would complain about my sister mother, right? And, and she was very wild when she was a child and she ran away. And I realized there was some, 
some hints in there. Like she probably told me she didn't tell me everything, right? I'm I'm pretty sure she probably said something like that. Yeah. But I just never I never thought that could possibly be it, you know, because my mother who raised me was my mother. She was my mother, I thought. Yeah, and I think it's important that we let people define these experiences for themselves, right? So if it's not traumatic for you, then that's good, right? And and you can have the experience however you experience it. Yeah, I think, again, I think maybe if I was younger and the people were still around, but I'm, you know, at this point, you know, I look at my mother and say and realize, let's, I'm sure it was a bad marriage. She was still a teenager. Her mother said, I'll take them and raise them. Uh, we're staying in the family. So I just accept that. Um, it's just still amazing that so many people kept, you know, kept this secret from uh, all these years. So many people knew this, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And I tell you, if there's one thing that's upsetting is that there are people that knew stuff about me that I didn't know. Right. And that part mm-hmm. is, is bothersome, mm-hmm. right? That people knew this about me and we didn't know it, but I wouldn't say it's, it's traumatic, it's traumatic for me at all. You know, it's just, I just, yeah, actually I'm just finding it pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's a really interesting story. What's next for you in your journey? I think I want to kind of write all this down in detail, kind of, uh, that will be an interesting way also to explore in more detail how I, how I feel about it. Uh, and because uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of interesting things that happened in my family growing up. And uh, like most families, there's some oddities. I, I think nowadays people are more open. I could be wrong, but I think about whether, whether you're adopted or not adopted. Back then, I think there was some more shame involved. Uh, which, which I, which I, I understand that. And I'm sure, I don't know if, so I, I haven't learned whether she was pregnant when she got married and that's why she got married, but it's, it's very possibly the case. And again, teenage pregnancy, teenage mother, like I said, I'm sure there's some shame involved with that. So I think next in my journey is, uh, I want to try and meet some of my, my blood relatives, try and meet Jenny, my aunt Jenny learn as much as I can. I've got another aunt who's still alive uh, and I haven't spoken with her yet. Uh, and apparently she was a little closer in age to my dad. So so I want to speak to her as well and meet some people. And uh, I do want to go to Italy. I want to go to, uh, to uh, Italy and uh, I've never, well, I've been to Italy once, but I didn't really see much. So, uh, so I want to go to Italy uh, and see where my family's from. And it's interesting too, because uh, this past, my father, my grandfather, my father, grandfather was born in Nova Scotia. His, uh, his father, who I thought, I think I mentioned earlier, my great grandfather operated a lighthouse. I was supposed to go to this summer. Uh, and then, uh, we had like kind of a death in the family that got in the way. Got to go there and see where my father was born, but now it's not my father anymore. Right. 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 So it's still my family, but it's once removed. It's where my grandfather was born. And the guy who worked the lighthouse wasn't my grandfather. He's my great-grandfather. Right. So now, actually, going to Italy is higher on my priority than going to Nova Scotia. So, <laughs> so interesting. So yeah. 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 I guess, you know, I kind of personally, uh, I'm a little bit of a storyteller, so I like having a good story. So having a good story that on my own, and I enjoy telling this to people. So. <laughs> There you go. And that helps. And, you know, that, By the way, did I tell you I'm half Italian? Right. <laughs> well, and, and to your point, I think 
telling our stories makes it real. How you're saying sometimes it still doesn't feel real. The more we talk about right, it, it still doesn't quite feel real. You know, when I think about it, you know, to say, you know, when I think about growing up in the house I grew up in and the, you know, that Barbara, cause I always just called her Barbara, right. Was my mother. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and Chuck, who was very was my who I thought was my brother-in-law was my stepfather right and and acted like it and uh everybody you know all these people kept this secret right my other brother-in-law I I'm not even sure what he's my relationship to him actually I guess he's I guess he's an uncle right yeah you know yeah. He, he wow but he's given it away too so all these people knew it and uh and it yeah it just it doesn't quite seem real but obvi- obviously it is right mm-hmm. so what advice do you have for parents that are keeping a DNA surprise from their child, or in your case, grandparents who are keeping a DNA surprise from their child? So if it's it's interesting because if it's the people who are keeping the secret, then then you have to reveal the fact that you knew something that you were keeping from them, uh, and that's tough to do. And that's I'm sure that's why the secret was kept from from my brother and me for all these years. But I think everyone should have an opportunity. So I think there's there's a couple of good reasons, right? So first thing, if everyone should have an opportunity to meet and know their blood relatives if they want to. And that's an opportunity I didn't get until very late in life. And I wish I would have had it sooner. If I would have had it 10 years ago, okay, my father would have been gone already, but lots of the aunts and uncles, lots, I would have learned a lot more. I would have heard a lot more stories that most of the people are gone right now. So it's too late. So if there's anything, so that upsets me. So I think realize that everybody should have that opportunity. Uh, another thing is that you would want to know the health background of your family. You know, are there things you need to know about? I mean, I learned that the men in, in on my father's side of the family all tend to go really young with heart attacks. I've learned that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of heart problems and this is information I'm going to share with my doctor and thank God I'm healthy, but it's, it's, you should have for medical reasons, you should want You should know what the medical background of your family is because lots of illnesses are hereditary, but you should have an opportunity to know where you're from and, and know your relatives, you know, at least you should have that opportunity. And so even if it's going to be painful to break that secret, if someone loves you, they're going to understand that there was a reason you kept that secret. Nobody's perfect. If you, told, if, you know, there's a reason you kept that secret. You didn't, you know, in some cases they might have thought it was protecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my niece thought it was protecting me. I would be upset. I'd be, you know, like you said, it's traumatic for a lot of people. She was afraid it would be traumatic for me. So she was trying to protect me. So I understand that. But on the other hand, if you're the person who it's happened to, then you should have the opportunity to know where you came from. What advice do you have for someone who just uncovered a DNA surprise like you did? Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, and I know from from the Facebook group that there, a lot of people find it very traumatic. And um, and I think my advice would be you need to try and put yourself in the shoes of the person who's keeping the secret. And and then I think also there's a reason you know they're, they're protecting you or their own shame or there's a reason. And no one's perfect. And, uh, and then I think over the years that the lie just becomes big and bigger and bigger and grows. And that makes it harder, harder to tell. So, you know, be up, you know, of course it makes sense to be upset sometimes. And if you know someone was lying to you and, and, and if, especially if that person is still alive. So feel, feel those emotions, but 
also try and understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really interesting perspective and really compassionate too all of the adults involved in your story. Well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. I don't think we've had anyone like it so far, but I know that this is common and you know people find comfort in hearing other people's stories. So I wish you the best on your journey as you continue to connect with your newly discovered family and best of luck in the future. Thanks so much. I've enjoyed talking about it. Thanks again to Mark for sharing his story. If you have a DNA surprise story that you'd like to share, please email dnasurprises at gmail.com. Until next time.